crisis for potato growers. And boy, do we grow a lot of spuds here in Washington State. But what's going to happen to all of them? Hundreds of thousands of pounds of potatoes, I understand, kind of without a real clear place to go right now. And why? Primarily because of restaurants and food service being shut down. Welcome back. We continue here on your Saturday morning on KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Here on the Farming Show. And uh, a lot of potatoes, like I said, grown across Washington State. We grow some potatoes here in Whatcom County, too. But those are seed potatoes. Same potatoes. They taste just the same. But they're extra special because they're protected uh, here geographically in our area. So that's what our local potato production is all about. And joining us right now is a local potato producer, one of the owners of Dick Bedlington Farms. Melissa Bedlington, welcome to the program. So what is going on? This is, the more I hear, the more concerned I get about what the future looks like for the potato world. So currently there is um, roughly a billion pounds of potatoes that was grown in Washington that doesn't have a home. Just Washington. Yes. Yes. And most of it grown in the Columbia Basin in eastern Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, and most of those potatoes also are grown for processing, for example, French fries. And with the closures of restaurants due to COVID, um, that has really stopped the supply chain and the need for them to process more of these potatoes for French fries or other frozen product. And as well, COVID has stopped the exporting to Asia, which mm. is a bigger exporting market for their frozen product than here in the United States. Okay, and and restaurants and food service, that's something that most people would have never thought of outside of the potato business um, as an impact here because Americans eat a lot of potatoes. Yes. But a lot of the potatoes they eat are in restaurants and particularly French fries. People don't make those at home. I think they should. I got an old-fashioned potato cutter a few years ago, and that thing is fun to just make homemade fries with, but nobody does that anymore, Yeah, we're actually... We're actually doing that tonight for dinner, making our own French fries and grilling hamburgers and this beautiful sunshine we've got. So we're doing some barbecuing and making French fries tonight. But my family does that quite often being yeah. in the industry. So a billion pounds of potatoes. That's crazy. Um, that's even worse than I had heard in just Washington State. I mean, what are we hearing from? What are the other big? Obviously, Idaho is also famous for potatoes. Montana as well. What are we hearing from other parts of the country? Um, a little bit of the same. A little bit of the same. I'm mostly familiar with Washington, being a Washington grower. That's where I'm getting a lot of my information and mm-hmm. local farmers I'm talking to from the east side. Um, but, yeah, it's it's across the nation. It's across the nation because it's a huge industry for our country, potatoes. Now, and like I mentioned a, a minute ago, you guys here locally are seed potato growers. That's what you do at Dick Bedlington Farms. That's what our other local Whatcom County potato growers um, do. How does this trickle down to you? I, I'm sure this is having a big impact on, on your world as well. Well, before the um, processors cut contracts, um, we had pretty much all of our product out of Whatcom County was already shipped to growers in eastern 
Washington, and a lot of them had our product already planted, um, which has led to some growers in eastern Washington, they got told by the processing plants that they're cutting their contract, even though they had those potatoes already planted in the oh. ground. Some of those growers, not all, but some of them have gone in and dissed those potatoes underground. So they don't put forth any more costs or expenses to that um, those acres. And um, it's quite a substantial amount that's been cut due to um, all these potatoes are left over from last year. And they're perfectly fine potatoes. They're, they've been in storage. They've been well kept. Um, there's nothing wrong with them other than they don't have a home. How long do potatoes store for? They can store for, for a year as mm. long as you've got them in a refrigerated um, and humidity controlled building. Right. So there are potatoes produced last year still in storage, and that's also part of the problem here, from what I understand, thinking about the upcoming crop and where's it, where are they even going to store exactly. it? Exactly. They need to get their buildings emptied now so that they have somewhere to put it in September and August when they start harvest. Uh, what? It's, it, I'm thinking of so many things, like what can you do with spuds, you know? <laughs> and are, yeah. what, are, what are some of the options here? What Even before that, though, what happens to the folks who have gotten spuds from you as seed but not planted them yet? I mean, they're just kind of, if they had contracts cut, they don't know what's next? Yeah, um, some of it is they can, well, I didn't have much of it. Like I said, most of the product already shipped, but I did have a couple people cancel a few truckloads of their order. So I have those potatoes myself still, which is minimal compared to what they're facing in Eastern Washington. Um, most of them already had them planted when they got told. So they already had some expense in buying my seed and planting them in the ground. Um, some of them are able to, whether they have their own contract or contract, a lot of them have some contract with different processors. They can divvy it out. They won't take such a hard hit, but some of them, their farms is obligated to specifically one um, process or plant. And those are the ones that are probably getting hit the hardest. See. But they're trying to find, um, they can go to cow feed. They can supplement the, um, the feed supply for the cows. Um, there's not a whole lot else. Um, right now, the Washington State Potato Commission is doing a donation drive. They're trying to give away 1 million pounds of potatoes. Um, they've been hosting these at several different um, venues in eastern Washington where it's a drive-through event. So you drive through, the potatoes are washed and packaged by a grower in eastern Washington um, into 15-pound bags, and they hand those out to you through the window or you put them in your trunk for you as you drive through, and everyone's getting 15-pound bags for free just trying to help out the need that's out there, which we know, and also at the same time get rid of, you know, a million pounds out of these hundreds of millions that's left in store. So they're they're pushing that. They're doing a lot. Um, I know yesterday they were in Auburn at the outlet mall doing it there. Um, they've done Kennewick, Moses Lake, and they're also looking to do some in this area on the west side of the mountain. And they're working on planning some of that, and they're trying to get um, an event put together up in our area as well, where a semi-truck would come in with a full load of washed and baked potatoes to hand out. So um, it's a great event, and it's a great thing to be able to give away these products that don't have a home to people who need them, or just potato lovers who want some more yeah. potatoes. Melissa Bedlington with Bedlington, Dick Bedlington Farms, uh, in, based in Linden here in Wycombe County with us right now. Again, they're seed potato growers, but uh, their customers, the people who buy their seed, grow, um, as she's just mentioned here, millions, actually billions of pounds of, of potatoes. Uh, 
and a lot of those now with restaurants and food service shut down because of the, the coronavirus pandemic have nowhere to go, what to do with all of them. Um, and by the way, this is The Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop. What, I guess, what, what do you say to people who are saying, well, what's the deal with all these big piles of potatoes going to waste? Because those are, there have been pictures of those in the news and, and whatnot. Uh, why, why can't those go to somebody? Why can't those go to food banks? I mean, you're saying that some of them are going to food banks but what, what about the rest of them? What, what's the answer to, to people's concern about that? Well, there's no food banks that can handle a million pounds of potatoes at once. Um, a lot of food banks that um, I help with and donate potatoes to, you know, they have room for 1,000 or 2,000 pounds at a time um, because they need to stay refrigerated. They are a perishable product. So you do have a shorter window to distribute them. And, you know, we would love to take, you know, 10 truckloads and donate them to a food bank and help, you know, those in need. But there isn't food banks that have room to store that many. And so that's why um, you have seen piles of potatoes with no home just dumped because there is nowhere. It, it, it's a perishable product. There's only so much shelf life for it. What is this, uh, this going to mean for you guys then for the seed? Because you're in plant, you're planting season right now to grow the seed for next year to see this is a multi-year process that always is on the go uh yes yes i'm already planning uh for next year we've been starting planting already um all of us growers up here in whatcom county have started planting um for myself we're going forward we're keeping this all in mind but a lot of times our sales are a year or two ahead of time so we do have stuff I haven't quite seen an effect yet from this. Um, I think it'll affect me more next year because I'm a year out. So what I'm growing this spring will be sold next year. So I'll harvest it in September. A lot of it will go in storage after the first of the year. So is it, is it possible it's your cu- your customers will be planting less next year because of this? Because of kind of all of the potatoes that have been in the pipeline and you know it pu- pushes things back. Yes, of course it could be. Um, but Washington State um, is one of our markets. We sell all over the country, um, up and down the West Coast, that they're more of a table stock industry, say like round reds and yellows. Um, they tend to be a different industry that's doing well because people are buying a lot of potatoes in the grocery stores mm-hmm. to cook at home. Um, these particular potatoes in eastern Washington are a large russet, which is typically grown and that variety in particular is for French fries and processing. Mm. So that's kind of the difference where that industry and that market's taking the biggest hit versus, mm. say, California or, or other states that may just focus more on reds and yellows. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask about, you know, what what are the varieties that are being hit by this? Even within russets, I mean, there's a thousand different kinds of russets too, right? Yes. Probably some very <laughs> yes. specific ones for I would guess like McDonald's wants a, a very specific variety for their French fries. You know, that, that kind is. of a thing. Yes, there is. There is. Um, yeah. Everyone's got their own specific variety they have um, that they've worked with um, laboratory and researchers to develop the perfect potato that fries and stores and, you know, uh, each each one of those McDonald's particularly has just a certain few potatoes that they will allow for French fries, and and other industries and restaurants are kind of the same. It's it's a crazy world that that people often don't think about just how much food we all eat, and somebody's got to produce it, and 
And then even taking it back a step further, somebody's got to produce the seed for somebody else to produce it. And that's that's where uh, this farming community of seed potato growers in particular here in Whatcom County sits. Well, I'm glad to hear that it hasn't been maybe as harmful. The situation has been, hasn't been as harmful to you guys here locally yet as maybe what people on, in eastern Washington are experiencing so far. Yeah, it, it will probably affect me more after this fall into next year when I start shipping potatoes or I get my confirmed orders, things like that when people might be cutting back after they harvest and they've got a surplus or they don't make ends meet if they even stay in business. Some of them is a question whether or not they're able to stay in business after this year. Scary. That's that's a scary thing for any farm to face and and for anybody to hear about in the in the farming community. Where where do all your potatoes go? Do most of them go here to to growers here in Washington? Um, No, I'm all over the place. We grow about 40 different types of potatoes. So yeah. I'm a lot up and down the West Coast, um, Colorado, Michigan, Minnesota, Idaho, um, kind of all over. I, I kind of keep my door open to everywhere. It yeah. kind of helps me keep a good variety and not take such a market hit for situations like this. So 40 different kinds of potatoes you guys grow seed for. Describe that. Like what are what are some of the extremes here of all the different kinds? Everybody knows a russet. And if they don't know what a russet is, that's your basic. I mean, you see a, a cartoon of a potato. That's a russet. It's kind of a brown oblong your generic potato but you know 40 different kinds there got to be a lot of different uh thing different looking potatoes that you guys do yeah we grow a few types of russets um we grow several different types of round yellows um same with reds we've got a few different types of round reds um we grow fingerlings so we've got red fingerlings yellow fingerlings purple fingerlings uh red Mm. fingerlings with the white inside, you know, different color like that. We've got um, round purple potatoes. um, And each one of those has a few different varieties. And the reason each one has a few different varieties is because one variety might grow really good in Washington, but won't grow good in California because of the heat. So you've got to have a variance to supply your customers and their needs and also the climate that they're growing it in. And probably all different tastes. And I know, you know, growing up in the raspberry business, even, you know, certain people have recipes based on a certain variety and they don't want to change that. Um, So maybe they want an older variety that maybe isn't quite as easy to grow, but that's what they want and they'll pay extra for it. So, yeah, there's a lot of different reasons why. That's impressive, though, 40 different varieties. How much does that affect um, you guys and how you plant and when you plant and and how you take care of different potatoes? Is that hard to manage, that many different kinds? Yeah, Um, like a a russet or a round potato will be a different harvester than, say, the fingerlings. Mm. You have a separate harvester, a separate um, grading line um, for the fingerlings than, say, a round uh, larger potato or a russet. same with planting. Um, you've got different equipment for those two different types. Um, some varieties are an 80-day potato. One time you plant it, by the time you kill the plant, it's 80 days. Um, other ones are 120 days. So you're planting accordingly. Like right now, we got in all of our russets. They're technically the longest-growing potato. So those we just finished planting this week. Um, and then we'll move on to our next longer-growing days. Fingerlings are usually 100 days. We started planting those this week. So you're constantly planning ahead and trying to find the right ground for those varieties as well and hoping and praying mother nature's working on your side. <laughs> yeah. How how has it been so far planting? Everything's going um, good? 
yeah, everything's going great. Um, this week, of course, is beautiful weather with the sunshine we have now. Last yeah. week, we didn't get a whole lot done. We had a couple good rain days that stopped us, but um, nothing's hurt us yet. So you don't want to complain too much about when the rain comes. We all need it. So, um, so far, so good. I don't want to say too much ahead of time. We've got another month ahead of us yet. So well, knock on wood, it continues yeah, to be better. For sure. Well, best of luck to you guys. And especially with the dark clouds of market uncertainty over your heads as well. Uh, take care. And, and again, Melissa Bedlington here uh, with us, co-owner uh, Dick Bedlington Farms. Thanks for, for being with us on the program this morning, giving us the update. Yes, thank you, Dylan.